In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. This is a beautiful passage in the Gospel. For it shows us the compassion of our Lord. I think it's important that we are reminded of that. He healed the sick. He fed the 5,000. And like the children of Israel in the desert, he fed them with manna. And when the disciples said, send the people away, he said, they need not go away. With five loaves and two fish, he fed the 5,000. Before that, he gave thanks to God, to the Father. And then we see this beautiful uh, event in the life of Christ as Eucharistic. There's a, a way in which we see the power of God's uh, ability to multiply the bread for all of us forever. So I want to make a few uh, comments on a couple of the passages. Um, first is, when he had compassion upon them. Now our Lord became man because he could not stand to see the turn of the devil over man. He brought onto himself humanity. He suffered. He died. He rose again from the dead so that we might have life eternal. We may have the power to overcome sin and we be returned to God. This is our compassionate Lord coming down from heaven to become man. Healing bodies and souls. That's what our Lord does. That's his work with us to heal our body, to heal our soul. He steps into the middle of our stuff with us. And he redeems us in the middle of our difficulties. Now I was reminded of a poem called Footprints in the Sand. And it's a conversation of somebody with the Lord after life was over. The person said, you know, Lord, I see there's two sets of footprints in the sand. When we walked together and there was so much joy in my life. He said, then I see where I was tested and there was great trials. There was only one set of footprints. He said, why did you leave me? Lord said, I didn't leave you. I was carrying you. Those footprints are mine. God does not leave us, beloved. When we feel the most difficult times, that's when he lifts us up. That's when he carries us. We may not feel that carrying. We may feel distance from him, but that's what he does. That's compassion. The Lord is full of compassion, beloved. That's what he does. That's how he acts. Never, never believe the Lord could leave you. We may step away from him at times, but he never leaves us. He had compassion on them. And then he looked up to heaven, blessed the bread, giving, giving thanks. Should we not remember to give thanks for all things, beloved? We thank God for our food. God, after we eat our food, we thank God for little things. 
We, but do we have this spirit of thanksgiving in us? We thank Him for our life, for our home, for our provision. In all things do we thank Him. Do you return as the leper who was healed of uh, his leprosy and the ten lepers that were healed? One comes back and says, thank you, Lord. The other just go on with life. Oh, Lord, bless me, and I just go on with life. Or do we turn to him and, and give a deep sense of gratitude and thanksgiving and allow that to be in the middle of our heart? I want to share with you um, some uh, antidotes from my mother-in-law, Phyllis. She had Thanksgiving like you wouldn't believe. She tells two stories I remember specifically. She said she was driving in the car one day. Well, I'll, I'll leave. I was driving in the car one day, and I had something stuck in my tooth. I couldn't get it out. So I asked the Lord, Lord, can you find me a toothpick? And she looks in the glove compartment, and guess what's there? A toothpick. Thank God. And she just, she beamed like all day, all, for weeks, weeks. Thank you, Lord. It just bursts out of her. <laughs> Another time, she, uh, she just got her hair done. She was on her way to work in Oakland. And she had to park across the street and it was pouring rain. <laughs> so... She asked the Lord, Lord, could you just stop the rain so I could get across the street? And it stopped. Thank you, Lord. She just beamed with that. I mean, that was a, she told that story over and over again. Just thanksgiving pours out of her. She had a hard life. She went a hard life. But these things, just gratitude. This needs to pour out of us. Thank you for finding me a toothpick, Lord. For stopping the rain so my hair wouldn't get messed up. It sounds simple, but it's incredibly profound that it's so deep in people, that sense of gratitude. May it be in us. May it be in us. And then it says, gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. He used the disciples to dispense grace. It wasn't like he just gave it to them and kind of miraculously everybody had bread. He said, you need to do this. You need to be my hands and feet in this. So we are called, beloved, to do this. To be God's grace to others. To hand off bread, the bread of life to other people. This is who we are as, as Christian people, to hand them off. I'm reminded of St. Zinia, St. Petersburg in this. You know, her husband died, uh, uh, was not necessarily a good man, at least that's how she describes it. So she took on his uh, army coat and lived on the streets of St. Petersburg for over 40 years, praying for her husband. And she became a fool for Christ. But her, her life was that she would go help people Initially, people kind of stood away from her, but they found out when they, she came into their business, their business got better that day. And when women had sick children, they'd go look for her in the streets so that she would hold the baby, so that the baby would be made well. The church was getting built, and every day they would bring bricks. And at night, 
in where whatever was see me, she would take the bricks up in the scaffolds so the workers would be able to take the bricks and put them in the uh, in the appropriate places. She helped build the church that way. In fact, I'll, I'll share a story with you. When we were trying to get this property built, okay, she visited us through Jill Wallerstadt. Uh, uh, the icon we have in there, St. Jinny, it emitted oil. I had the Metropolitan come and look at it. And he said, yes. He, says, he said, don't call it a miracle. Call it a visitation. <laughs> so, okay, that's fine with me. A visitation from her. So we took her icon down to the, uh, to the, uh, to the, to the city when we were getting, the county when we were getting permission. They voted 5-0 to approve this property, to approve this. I, I, I sat, Jill and I sat together between us. I put the icon of St. Zinia. She sat and she looked at the crowd. So. She's a helper. She took the grace that God gave to her and gave it away. This is what we should do. The grace that God gives to me, I need to give it. I need to feed the people around me with grace. And finally, it says he broke and broke and gave the loaves to the people. This is so Eucharistic to us. What God does for us. His body broken. His blood shed. That we would have life. He gave up his life so that we would have life. He became a servant. That we may become children of God. Become a slave. That we would be free. These beautiful things that the Lord has done for us. And most importantly, he gives us the food of immortality, the medicine of immortality. Let me read a bit from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6. He says, This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. The words of the Lord. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread which I shall give is my flesh which I shall give for the life of the world. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. This is our Lord's provision. The medicine of immortality, the greatest gift God could give to us is a continued meal, which allows us to partake of the divine and participate in the forgiveness of sins into life everlasting. Let me conclude by reading just a few descriptions in the prayers before communion of what this meal means for us. What does the Eucharist do for you? Healing, purification, enlightenment, protection, salvation, the sanctification of your soul and your body, the expulsion of every evil imagination and wicked deed and work of the devil. You ever bothered by that stuff? The Eucharist expels that stuff. 
it pushes it away. The amend, to amend and keep firm my life. How many, how many people here amend, want to amend your life? <laughs> I'll put both heads up. I want an amendment. The Eucharist is how it begins to happen. This is the medicine. Take this medicine. The increase of virtue, the keeping of the commandments, the Holy Spirit. Communing with the Holy Spirit when we, when we take the Eucharist. Provision for eternal life and a good defense at the judgment seat of Christ. This is our Lord. Compassionate, full of thanksgiving, giving us the opportunity to give grace to his people through the gifts he's given to us and most importantly, feeding us with his own life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.